Hello, you're listening to Slash Dupe, the only movie pitching podcast with a twist. And if you haven't guessed already, I am not Sean. I am Dan. Sean and Ryan are off enjoying the sun and have left me literally under the stairs recording a Slash Dupe special all on my own. Or am I? So when I um, initially got the uh, brief to do this on my own, I uh, thought I'd approach my darling wife, who has never listened to an episode of this podcast, um, but she's too busy. Uh, she's a busy woman. So instead, I got my recently retired parents to step in. Um, they also have never listened to an episode of Slash Dupe. Uh, <laughs> and this is the premise of this. Hello, mum and dad, or should I say Anita and Colin? Hello. Good Hello. evening. And if anyone asks, we'll say we've listened to every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they say. That's what they say to me until I ask them the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mum, Dad, what do you know about the podcast that I do? Honestly, very little. <laughs> I know its title. <laughs> I know you do it. I know you enjoy it. I know it consists of you, Sean, and Ryan, and that's about it. Brilliant. That, I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know, to be honest. Um, so, you say you know the title of our podcast what is it i'd say slash dupe yes but what is a slash dupe a slash dupe is a film industry terminology for a rough usually monochromatic work print of a film used in the post-production stages for purposes such as scoring or dubbing more prevalent certainly during the days of physical film a slash dupe is in effect a mere unfinished representation of a finished film. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, I, that's exactly what one is. Brilliant. Um, thanks. So that's a slash dupe. Um, and you seem to know more about the name of our podcast than what actually we do on our podcast. So thought I'd let you know. And for anyone that's catching up at home, um, Sean generally gives us a ridiculous film title. And then... We have a guest on, and that guest, I and Ryan, have to come up with a suitably interesting or ridiculous movie pitch based on that silly title. And two of us on a particular day will be given that title in advance, so we can come up with a fairly robust pitch. And someone else, generally Ryan, but more recently me, as I've been busy, we have to come up with the idea on the day during the episode. Um... And then at the end of the episode, Sean judges which he feels is the best of the three pitches. Um, and it's generally quite fun, except almost all the time I'm robbed. <laughs> Sean, I mean, he has more recently, he's chosen a few. But for a while, I, um, I lost out. And unfairly, I feel. Unfair. And so this is the whole premise of this uh, podcast today. My special is a special on Dan was robbed. So my parents who have never listened to the show, <laughs> I'm going to give them each episode's winner and my idea, Preyseed. And then you, you have to come up with your judgment on which one you think's better. And we'll see if I genuinely was robbed or not. Does that sound, I mean, I say fun, uh, straightforward yeah also you're not invited to christmas if you don't choose at least one of my ideas so uh anything you want to ask in advance 
before we go? No, let's just give it a whirl. Let's give it a whirl. Well, let's start at the top, shall we? Okay. The first one. The first episode, the title we were given was called Bob Disposal. Bob Disposal. Yeah, okay. now before we go, my dad's just done. Do 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 your Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Which was, Bob. what's that from, Dad? Bob. Blackadder. Blackadder. Bob. Uh, long, short Bob. story. Short story. For one time after that had happened, it was Kate who was called Bob, wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. In Blackadder. Dad said the word Bob, I don't know, it must have easily been two, three thousand times over the following week, wasn't it? It was At least. <laughs> so I can't hear the word Bob without hearing it said like this, Dad. Bob. Yeah, exactly. So Bob Disposal. One, one of the pitches was about um, a, a set of brothers whose father died before they could get the insurance money. Um, and they needed to cross the border to Canada. He's like his will meant that if he was in Canada, there's some money released. But he died in America. And so they take a road trip trying to get their dad across the border to then have him die in Canada so that they can they can release the money. Um, and on the way, they meet the, some of their estranged family and through them all trying to get together to pretend the dad's alive and sharing sharing love and, and stories about their father, they finally get him over. There's a big ending where the car breaks down just before the border and they all push the car after having all this dysfunction on the road trip, they push the car across the border and then uh, their dad's finally laid to rest and um, they can, they can live his will out. So that's Bob disposal, the ability to, uh, obviously the dad's called Bob, that out, yeah. which makes sense. Right. Um, and the other one, the other pitch was um, about a person whose job was to time travel to various times in history um, in a quantum leap kind of way. So he would take over. He was he was a Robert and he would be transported into other Roberts throughout time. And it was his job to make sure that these Roberts or Bobs were led to their death. So they were disposed of. So like he, he Rob, uh, Robert Kennedy, he had to make sure he was in the right place at the right time. And obviously in Quantum Leap way, he misses out sometimes and he has to, and it ends up being a bigger, bigger thing about um, how different bobs and, and the timeline and the fractures of the timeline and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were the two, they were the winner and mine. Which one would you want to see? Right. Well, firstly, I'm a fan of Quantum Leap. Yes, you are. So yes, I, are. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Quantum Leap. <laughs> mm. However, oh boy. however mm. it sounds too much like Quantum Leap and, yeah, not, origi- right. and not original enough. Yeah. Um, oh. So uh, in terms of do I want to see something I like or do I want to see something different? Not seen before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And is the first one, is it a comedy? I think it's probably a dark comedy, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think it's meant to be a comedy, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd probably prefer the first Bob Disposal. Do we have to be in agreement? No, no, you can. For this, for the purpose of this exercise, I'm yeah. going to say that 
part of me wants to go with uh, the Quantum Leap version, but because it sounds too similar, I'm going to go with um, the first premise. The first one. Dan was not robbed, obviously. So mine was the time, obviously mine was the time travelling Quantum Leap one, wasn't it? I wasn't going to get away with that. Well, that's... um, that's not how I wanted this episode to start, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but we got there. That, to be fair, you make a good point. You make a good point. The way I described it. In the episode, which you can go and listen to if you want yeah. to, um, it's not quite as um, simplified as that. But, you know, when we break it down, and that's how far I could in, we did this one. Almost in, terms of, in terms of genres, I would prefer yeah. You would prefer that one. You'd prefer yeah. the but I think one. maybe the way you explained it to me made it sound too much like... Quantum yeah, like quantum not leap. Not the I use quantum enough. leap. You're right. You're right. It had the alias about it as well. Yeah, but okay. no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. That's the point of this process. <laughs> Episode one was uh, was fine. I don't feel aggrieved now. This is it's almost a therapy for me. Actually, it's like a process as I go through and. Connect <laughs> but this, this is only our opinion, though. You're right, but your opinion <laughs> matters. You're my parents. You know, your opinion is important to me. Yeah, we feel Certainly bad more that so, we've let, more so we've... than Sean's. We feel, let me bad. Down. we feel bad that we've let you down, yeah. You've let me down <laughs> on one, and I'll keep a tally. So episode two, episode two, was called Arrest My Case. Arrest mm-hmm. My Case. Yeah. Um, and there were two, obviously the winner and my one. Um, one of them was a Jackie Chan movie. Um, featuring the comeback of uh, William Zabka, who was um, Johnny in the Karate Kid movies. Okay. Um, Jackie Chan is, of course, a policeman on the verge of retirement, and he has one final case to finish. And his defendant, who is just about to bring down um, lots and lots of uh, drug-dealing gangsters, um on the on the day of his um giving evidence there's some evidence that comes to light that proves that the defendant is actually the criminal mastermind of everything and he's grassing up all these other people to bring them down so he can be the kingpin of all the the drug deals and he escapes on the uh, out of the courtroom as this evidence brought to life and now Jackie Chan has to arrest his case um and it involves chasing him down to a very high tower where there's this extraordinary fight scene where he goes up and 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 up to the very top. Um, the other one is a Rob Schneider comedy. Um, and it's in like sort of liar, liar. Um, he plays a suitcase. He plays an actual suitcase. His face, like in the mask sort of Rod, who framed Roger Rabbit comes out of the suitcase. Um, and he is he's a lawyer's briefcase and he's a pre he was meant to be um giving evidence against gangsters there's a there's a theme here giving evidence against gangsters and the gangsters kill him off and he he spends his time with uh with a lawyer trying to retrace those people and also win back the love of his wife who he had become estranged from on the way through so it's kind of like Rob Schneider, Jim Carrey, kind of liar, liar, kind of comedy. Okay. Okay. All right. This time, the genre I prefer is the former. Yeah. Um, and not can't so much. Jackie Chan movie, can it? Well, exactly. And, and not so much leaning towards the latter. 
And this time, because it's not, it doesn't sound anywhere near you know, too similar to a Jackie mm. Chan movie, I'm going to go with Jackie the former, Chan. the Jackie Chan. Okay. What about you, okay. Anita? Hmm. I like, I quite enjoy a Jackie Chan movie, but this uh, case one is a bit different, isn't it? It's a bit a literal, quirky. A literal case, yeah. Quirky, quirky. So I might go with the case one. Great. So it's a 50-50. Yeah. If we go with Dad, I was robbed. The Jackie Chan was mine, for sure. Yeah. So, Dad, you've earned a, you've earned a Yorkshire pud at Christmas. <laughs> the worrying thing here is I think... You knew that was mine. I, I think we might be too alike in our thinking. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> and, and I could have told... If you, if you, rather than ask me which I'd like, if you'd asked me to guess which, which is yours mine. and which is the other, I think so far I'd be 100%. Well, that's the problem with parents, right? But anyway, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be pretty cool about how I describe them. I'm not trying to give any... Yeah, no, 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 no. It's mm-hmm. just that okay. I think uh, I've got similar tastes yeah. to what you yeah. have. Or, I or mean, to person. be fair... Who can dislike a Jackie Chan movie? No. Nobody. And who can dislike Quantum Leap? But I went for the so, alternative. You're going there. You're going there. Yeah. Um, brilliant. So that's um, that's one that's one for me. Yeah, yes. I'll give you that one. We'll give you that oh, one. Yeah. Thanks. That's kind. So that's you can, the, the, I think the premise is you can take, uh, if we differ, you can take whichever one you want. Brilliant. I like that. In a case of a tiebreak, I win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love it. Thanks. And you came up with that rule, not me, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah I'll go along with that. Okay, I mean, you also p- please feel free to like ask any questions about if you want to know anything more because I'm giving you a little pricey. But if you want to like deep dive into anything more, I see if I can remember any of these because we recorded these well over a year ago now, almost mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. Um, okay, episode number three was called "This Train Terminates." Okay. Yeah, great title, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's less less silly than the last two. Um so one one of them was a Danny Boyle movie, which was following um three three sets of people. And the idea was that it's um a non-linear um kind of a bit I don't want to say love actually because that's linear but it follows people on various tube lines. So you'd see people who don't know each other, but end up developing a form of relationship, not necessarily romantic or whatever, um, on bits of a train journey. Mm-hmm. And at conjoining lines, you'd maybe see one group pass another group and you'd see a differing perspective from like it would join and so another couple might join a, a later tube stop and you'd see a previous relationship having already occurred um so there would there would be like the jubilee line stratford and then jubilee line wilsden green or the district line all the way across because the longest yeah. tube line that ever existed mm-hmm. and we'd see these relationships develop and i think one of them was between uh, an elderly man and a sort of a younger rebellious woman and they they see each other every day on the on the tube line and then one day he's not there and she goes to track him down that, and that's the one that actually leaves the train tracks i think so that was a danny boyle so it's got that kind of real yep. real idea yeah um and the other one 
was a sort of dark comedy horror, which is like on where a train literally is possessed, a bit like Christine, mm-hmm. um, and kills people on the train or the train kills people either like via electric shock or somehow they're rejected from the train over a bridge or whatever um and it's got people like sean Pegg in it and it's got um it's got a whole host of british cool actors and sean bean in it who doesn't die (laughs) (laughs) that never happens yeah never happens (laughs) they're the two (laughs) <laughs> right well this time i think you've thrown us a bit of a curveball because i'm not sure whether i'm voting on genre story or what actors but it's got to be the story hasn't it i no, don't know I mean, has if it? you want to see no. the actors you want to see the actors, yeah right? i mean you, you said you've got you know simon Pegg in one of them mm. and i'm a i'm a simon Pegg fan so well I that's think... one of the things in slash Jeep. sean asks us what kind of actors we might have involved what kind of um, what kind of director, what kind of music we might have, those kind of things. Because so. I, I quite like the premise of the former, mm-hmm. um, the train the tracks, Boyle one. the Danny Boyle one. But where mm. does the Terminate come in? Is it the old man has died or I something? I guess that is that. And also mm-hmm. the district line is one of the few that's sort oh, of one the of termination. They, they? So I mm-hmm. think a lot of them are the journey from a spot to another spot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, you go first. See, what do you think? And then I'll cut, because I've said I've gone first every other time. Okay. I think that I like this the second one better. The Simon Pegg. The Simon Pegg one. one horror horror movie. Because we have just because we haven't had a horror one yet. Yeah. It's true. And and and, and I'm leaning. I, I actually liked the premise of the first one, mm-hmm. but I'm you swayed me with the with the cast list in the second one. See, this is this is the thing, right? So you don't need a good show, do you? You just need to put in someone that people good know actors. and they'll <laughs> And they'll buy it. Well, that's, well, what, that's a lot. When you, when you watch a movie sometimes, when you go to see it, you actually yeah. base a lot of it on who's in it. You, you think it's going to be good if it's got your right. favourite exit. So, okay, I'll go with mum. We'll go for the second one. Well, I wasn't robbed then. That was um, that was Becky Pantling's idea. Mine was the highbrow Danny Boyle version, um, which would, of course, have unknowns in it because that would be the whole idea of it. So you've... Um, <laughs> Much okay. like in theatre, you've upset me by going for star names and not for talent. But I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll we're, take it. We're shallow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good. This is good. This is what people want to see. You know, this we're getting the we're getting the man on man and woman on the street. We did like the uh, premise of the first story, though. Yeah, I like it. That. Just maybe needed there. to be padded out a little you bit more. Simon Pegg in it. And you didn't give us a cast list for the first yeah, one. There you, you go. Cast. You could have asked, by the way. You could have I asked. Could, I could uh-huh. have done that. Uh, we're, 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 we're new to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. Let's head to number four. Number four was called Pot Luck. Okay. Um, and one of them was now i don't know whether you know the film jarhead but it's about uh army basically you in this particular as far as i remember in this film you get like given a lottery ticket and you have to go and fight in war okay um and then jarheads like uh people that go out in war anyway and um it's all about fighting for oil and fighting for resource and uh, being used, I think, is between sort of America and Russia. Um, so it's uh, 
uh, Black Mirror-esque with a Donald Trump overlord tone with mm-hmm. Adam Driver, like I've given you a name, mm-hmm. giving his best emotional performance, although some might say he's given it more recently in that film about him getting a divorce or whatever it was. Um, so, yes, it's a it's a sort of a war based on a horrible dystopia idea. Mm-hmm. And the other one is a Will Ferrell comedy about the snooker master's creation. Barry Hearn's period of mm-hmm. uh, bringing the masters back, but with a particular Will Ferrell spin. You've seen Blades of Glory. Um, imagine the snooker version of that, uh, where they try and bring interest into snooker by doing things like having flaming hoops and stuff like that. It's got Will Ferrell and the guy of Napoleon Donut Dynamite, um, who was also in Blades of Glory, so they kind of matching up again. Um, so it's 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 humorous fun, but it's also in the best possible taste, and they like really give the respect to the to the snookerdom, and it includes people like Steve Davis and uh, like uh, John Virgo and stuff, like in cameos coming in. But it's silly snooker fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to go first or shall I? Okay, you can go first this time. Okay, I'm going to plump straight in for the snooker version. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't, it, horrible war is never your thing. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a war fan, um, and and the, and they just I don't just go for that. And uh, and the bays. Yeah, I mean, I, I like snooker. Uh, the personalities, the history behind it, um, comedy. Will Ferrell can be. Sometimes he can, sometimes he can't, but it can be it can be um enjoyably funny, other times yes. not so enjoyably funny. So I'll but I'll go for the Tell me, tell me one thing, like one Will Ferrell movie that you do like him in, and one film Will Ferrell movie you don't like him in. Pass, I can't <laughs> I can't think at the moment which Anchorman. But... I like him in Anchorman. Go on, name me a couple of others. Uh, Blaze of Glory. Um hang on, let's look them up because I can stop looking. Yeah. Um, okay, so Anchorman, Step Brothers, Elf. Oh, Elf. <laughs> Song Contest. Oh, you must yeah. have liked Elf then. <laughs> Elf and the Eurovision Song Contest were just yeah, were, 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 were silly Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, you'd probably go with those, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So you, know, like, you, like, you like Will Ferrell? Right? Yes, I, yeah, I do like. I, not all of his work, but I do like Will Ferrell. And, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mum? Well, you're the uh, war one. Is it going to be a really graphic war film or is it going to be I sort of a Saving it, Private Ryan one? Well, sort of? I mean, Saving Private Ryan was quite graphic, wasn't it? It was, but have not... nightmares about <laughs> but it had yeah, stabbed it, at the top of the tower. That, that it, makes me feel, oh. It seemed relevant to the script, though, if yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. oh I, I get the not gratuitous be, violence. Not gratuitous. I think there would be violence because it would be the whole because it's a war to, film. It's war, and that it's not showing war in a pleasant light. But, um, but I don't think it would be gratuitous. I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be violence for violence' sake. It'd be violence for storytelling' sake more than anything. Well, I quite like the uh, story. The premise of the story like potluck you get sort of sent to wherever Mm -hmm. you don't get a choice which is sort of what you happens in in the army sort of really yeah Yeah. but 
Yeah, we had we had a comedy last time, didn't we? I'm going to go for the wall one this time then. Here we are. Well, I still win by default because Dad chose one. So <laughs> <Yes>. I was robbed. <laughs> but Mum, I think you're 100 percent on choosing the winner now, aren't you? So far, am I? Yeah. Ah. So far, you've chosen the winner every time. Um, congratulations. No, I must have. We, the first one, we both chose the winner because we're both the same. Yeah, I know. But you've also then oh, yeah, yeah. chosen the winner, whereas Mum has. <laughs> so I haven't um, chosen one of yours yet. Oh, no, last... no, this is worth knowing because um, <laughs> you've had your birthday, so it's fine. Don't <laughs> okay, number five. Number five is A Stitch in Time. And um, they're both children-based children-based family movies one is a tim burton studio ghibli type animation but with real yarn um and it's about um bizarrely it deals with like big things like capitalism but it's about uh, a girl whose grandma has just passed away and she finds out that she's actually the weaver of time and the the local factory that has come in and monopolized all the yarn means that she now didn't get to finish the tapestry and so she has to go on a quest to go and find some yarn to finish her grandmother's work um and the other one is about kids who have to go to stay with their auntie in during a summer while their parents work out a divorce settlement um, and they find out that this auntie um, embroiders lots of things. And when she finishes the embroidery, whatever she's painted, whatever she's created, they can travel into, no matter where it is in time or in space. And obviously they use this to, to, to try and get their parents back together after they've had historical romps around. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Nanny McPhee meets... Um, Mary Poppins meets something else. Mm. This is a harder one to this decide between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't give you any names, any cast. No, no that's fine. That's fine. I think I like the first one best. Time. I was going to say, of the two, I'm going to go for the former, for the first mm-hmm. one. I quite liked the yeah, possibilities. The, the Weaver of Time sounds Weaver. good. It sounds good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. Yeah, we'll go for the first one. Well, again, you've chosen the actual winner and not mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to take it personally here, but um, so the hashtag you was hashtag robbed. Dan was robbed. I have to start rubbing it out one by one. He weren't. I wasn't robbed. I felt I was. I, yeah, no, they're all yeah. good. They're all good ideas. All, all good ideas. All good ideas. Just some are better and than you know others. What? Sometimes you just have to let go. You just have to let go. <laughs> Um, brilliant. Okay, the next one. It will be almost impossible for you not to know which one was my choice. Okay. But. <laughs> We've still got to decide which one we decide. like. Number six. The title was Songbirds of Jupiter. Okay. One of them was uh, Keanu Reeves um, meets... Ian McKellen, like I've already, like, I've, I've already started, right? You've name dropped. Yeah. Name dropped. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves meets Ian McKellen, and Ian McKellen is a god. He might be, um, I think Keanu Reeves is death. I don't know. There's some. It was a long time ago. 
And he asks Ian McKellen for a favour. And Ian McKellen says, don't ask me for the favour yet. I need you to appease my five daughters. And once you've done that, then I will grant you your favour, whatever it is. And so it's like, it's almost uh, Odysseus in nature. Do you know what I mean? It's got the five daughters are all representing some kind of sin or something like that. And he has to appease all five of them in typical Keanu Reeves way. I think there's a John Wick kind of feel about it, <laughs> um, but it's got a feel. It's one of those that's a bit, but it's a bit more haughty. So it's like deliberately vague and you can't really tell what's going on. You have to watch it eight times to know what went on. You kind of enjoy it on the way, but you're never quite sure why. There's that one. And the other one is actually a series of Bollywood movies, which is billed as Harry Potter stroke Percy Jackson, but for grown-ups. <laughs> and um, it's based on the Bayangoma, which are the Hindi birds of prophecy. And... Um, a old woman owns one of these birds of prophecy and a man comes in the opening comes she's she's the bird singing to her and a man comes in and demands her bird to borrow her bird and she refuses so she he kills the woman and steals the bird mm. and her adopted son says no you can't run off with the bird and he looks straight into the camera and goes, ha, ha 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 and slaps the boy down walks off with his bird and the bird tells the man that he will can be he will never be defeated by any man, only a god would be able to defeat him. And it turns out that that adopted boy is actually the son of a god. And he has to go, he's only young, so it's about him going to find this man to, to get, get revenge. And on the way he meets friends, and all of those friends are also sons and or daughters of Hindi gods. And they discover their powers. And it's like full bahubali. <laughs> Full bahubali from that, but it's a series. It's like a, I reckon it's a five or seven series film. Okay, right, should I go first? <laughs> go on, you go first. I've got so much to say on this one. But go on. <laughs> I think I'm going to go full full on Bollywood here. <laughs> yeah. I would just like to justify that statement. I like the premise of the first one. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, John Wick. I tell you what, a controversial statement. John Wick has ruined Keanu Reeves for me. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick was just too much. brilliant, pointless, <laughs> and, and it should never have had a two and a three. You but, are so very lucky that Sean is on holiday. That's all I know, and that's why I said I know it's controversial, <laughs> and I should like it because one has to like it. But I don't, um, and I love Bollywood. So I'm going to go with mum, the latter. Well, the, in this particular case, I definitely was robbed. I felt I was robbed. Yeah. There you, you go. Know, you were you robbed. Were robbed. Bollywood, um, Bollywood Harry Potter, come on. Forget, yeah. forget the, the other, the previous five. Yeah. You've been That's robbed. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> Episode seven was called Canned Laughter. Okay. Canned Laughter. One of them is a slightly longer pitch than the other one. Um... One is a dystopian future where a woman is thinks her world is watching sitcoms. And very early on in the movie, we realise that actually she is being forced to live in this, what it turns out to be a prison. And her reactions to the things on screen that she sees, which she thinks maybe could be real life, 
are actually then the canned laughter that gets put on the tellies that we watch. And she escapes from this um, prison and has to readjust to the big wide world, knowing what she knows now and having to expose the TV networks for the horrible, manipulative people that they are. And it's got a lot of tropes in it. And, and then we, as we discussed it, we discussed that maybe as she goes into the big wide world, her emotions are expressed through canned reactions in the film. So like there might be people watching her life in a Truman Show kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is Ramesh Ranganathan and James A. Castor in a Netflix series where they go on a journey to find the perfect joke. <laughs> uh, mm, I'm oh go on you go first oh tough one yeah both good ideas but I think gonna have to go rummish yeah me too <laughs> see I was robbed and I that to be fair I didn't really give much more pitch than that because honestly we said at the time if I walked into Netflix and and suggested that I'd get the gig <laughs> yeah because no. it's that is that's ready made that isn't it no no knowing knowing the characters yes yes <laughs> that'd be brilliant uh well i was i was robbed, you were robbed. ali's ali's um pitch was huge she'd written bits of script and everything it was amazing yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> definitely worth going to listen back to it for the first time or uh-huh. um oh, we listen to we listen to them all there oh yeah of course, that's right that's right yeah yeah <laughs> if anyone says you don't need to do episode eight because I won episode eight. Oh, okay. Fence, which I did for the first English network for crime fighting education. I made it into an acronym oh. and it was about oh, yeah. British metahumans. It was basically British heroes was okay. what it was, except they weren't because it was a British version. They didn't have like super flashy powers. They were like sort of just slightly more than okay. human. All right. Um, but yeah, that was me. I won episode eight. Uh, then episode nine was an honest woman. Can I just ask, did, did you only win one out of the 12? Out of the 12, I, I won one and a half. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was robbed. You've heard okay. some of these ideas. They're brilliant. Uh, I mean, you still didn't think they were good enough to win, but. No, you know, okay. 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 Episode um, Episode nine, nine, nine. Yeah. almost there. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> we'll give you up. Uh, an honest woman. Yeah. One of them was um, a fairy tale myth. Aronofsky and Del Toro directly kind of mixture idea about a woman who lives with her husband and his sister has something that's not we're not quite sure about, and the more she starts to pry into it the more she gets opened up into a world of fairy tale and it's got um it's got a lot of sort of european folklore that gets in there which is obviously fantastical and very dark so it's got that kind of um it's meant to look like a a romance to start with did you ever read that book with me mum about the guy that had he let his wife have, he had a big, huge mansion and grounds. And he said, you can have, you can go anywhere you want, except for this, this one key. You got all the keys to the house, but you can't use this one key behind that one door. Don't use it. No, I don't and think I've read that one. And when, when she goes down there, 
it's all the bodies of his last wives or something. And then <laughs> it's like, I told you not to go in here. And then uh, anyway, so it's got that kind of feeling to it. Um, and then the other one is um, Carol Baskin from Tiger King fame. Did you watch Tiger King? No, no, I don't think we did. Well, this will be very weird for you then. Uh, Tiger King, which was a lockdown phenomenon, um, (laughs) was about this guy who in America who owned tigers, who bred tigers. Oh, I've had it. Yes, I've heard about it. Yeah, and um, it's it's a bit like making a murderer. Did you ever watch that either? No, no. (laughs) it's not a genre. But go on. American (laughs) documentaries where they take someone that is dodgy as hell, but the way the documentary is told is like just because they're dodgy at hell at other things doesn't necessarily mean they were and and it's like tiger king you either loved him or hated him yeah. and his nemesis was this woman called carol baskin who owned a tiger sanctuary right. she was constantly trying to shut him down but there was there was about there was a lot dodgy about her too that well, depending on how you took the documentary. And her husband, her late husband went missing and they could never find him and stuff like that. And there's... Tigers at him. The Tiger King suggests that she killed him and fed him to the tigers. (laughs) Anyway, so he released this Tiger King thing where he almost came out good out of it and she came out the villain. So an honest woman is Carol Baskin's rebuttal to the tiger king but it's overdone and she's she's a very specific kind of character so it's all very hippie and you know i'm doing the best for my cats and kittens um so it's a rebuttal film against fully funded by herself directed by herself starring herself Mm. Mm. i think i prefer the more diverse plot of the of the former in that, of course. Yes. Also, you yes. don't know Tiger King, so well, no. And and, and when, when I say I didn't watch it, so I shouldn't really be able to critique it. But the premise of it, when I'd heard it, didn't interest me. That's yeah. why we didn't watch it. Um, yeah, I hear you know. You. So yeah. So we'll go. For, we'll go with the with the former. Both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, so. Uh, to be fair, that was a much better pitch than mine. I was riding the zeitgeist, I think, at that time. So I don't feel I don't feel unfairly robbed. Okay. That one. You chose the winner. Mum, you're you're not quite our Romish Ranganathan and and um Bollywood have thrown you off your hundred percent, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, we're all good, we're all good. So we move swiftly to episode ten. Yep. Which is called Knock and Loose. Knock and loose knock and loose okay mm-hmm. um one of them is a british action movie um called the robin hood story that was never told and it was never told because knock and loose are two women and they're two women bandits very similar to robin hood um and they in fact influence robin hood so it's based it's a really faux it's an over-the-top action, British action movie um, with lots of bending arrows and parkour and stuff <laughs> with lots of dodgy inputs of historical figures at the time that would never be where they were meant to be, you know, sort of in the Three Musketeers kind of way. Mm-hmm. But it's got that kind of swashbuckling um, feel to it. And obviously it's a, an all-woman cast, basically. Um, obviously some baddies will be men, but not all of them. Um, but it's kind of 
the antithesis of Robin Hood and yeah. his merry men. Okay. Okay. The other one is um, basically the idea of like the thick of it or the office, that kind of um, mockumentary um, about the gods of ancient Greece, who, which is, but they're a workplace, it's, it's an office, and they're being merged, they're having a merger with the Roman gods that are coming in. New, the new gods are coming in having a merger and they're all worried that they might lose their jobs and how do they fit in and it turns out that they've you know the new roman gods have a person that's in charge of what they used to be in charge of um and it's about you know it's got all lots of social media references even though it's in um greek and greek mm -hmm. and roman times and knock and loose is about cupid has the has the idea that maybe if they can make two gods two of the gods fall in love they can probably avoid the the destruction of their of their um department. Oh okay. I think I prefer the Robin Hood one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Robin Hood one. Yes, I was robbed. I was robbed. <laughs> yeah, you were Robin Hood did. You were robbed. Robin Hood, yes. I like that one. <laughs> nice one, Dad. Great work. Yes. Yeah. More, uh, more for me. Mum almost gets a present now. This is great. <laughs> Dogs of Law was episode 11. <laughs> Dogs of Law. Who comes up um, with these? <laughs> Sean, mostly, and, and his mates. Yeah. Um, but I won this one. I joint won this one okay. with Madeline. Oh, right, that's uh -huh. the half, yeah. So we don't need to talk about that one, although it was basically um, hot fuzz, but with dogs. <laughs> okay. Style. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was I like hot fuzz, idea. so I'll go with that one. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. Simon Pegg. Um, yeah. Okay, so episode 12, and you've made okay. it through the first half of season one. Wow. Okay. Which means we could have another chance, if you enjoyed this, to do the other Maybe half. Again. Yeah. If you okay. ever wanted to. Okay. Um, Merry Hell. Merry Hell. Uh, one of them was a star quarterback called Hell Merry. See what see you did there? Yeah, mm -hmm. see that. Makes a deal with the devil, Al Pacino. Al Pacino's the devil, because I know you like a name. He makes a deal with the devil for the best throwing arm in the game. And he gets it. He wins. But as the film progresses, his arm gets possessed. And he ends up throwing the ball so hard that he kills people on the field. Yeah. That That's is... Not good. No, no, it's not, and, is it? Really? And he can't stop throwing it. I guess that's the that's the draw, isn't it? He can't stop. He can't stop playing now. Okay. Um, and I think by stopping playing, he gets ill and dies. So yeah. okay. Uh, the other one, the other yeah. one is a Home Alone sequel. Thirty years after uh, the originals, Kevin has been through um, alcohol and substance addiction, and uh, after his father dies, he makes a reconciliation with the rest of his family, who obviously gave him trauma from abandoning him three times in a row um and he they meet in a villa big house out in the middle of nowhere and throughout the week they are each one of his family members are um bumped off in a way similar to the booby traps he used on the burglars in the previous movies um, and he thinks every time he says murder, murder, he sees someone or some people outside and he gets, he sees one of the burglars and eventually they confront each other 
And he's like, I can't believe you're murdering my family. And they're like, we're not, we haven't been, we're here to try and save you and try and warn you. It's not us. And then they get killed probably by a blowtorch on the head or being electrocuted because all the booby trap ways would have actually killed people. Um, and it turns out that it's that guy with the shovel. Oh, the old bloke. The old bloke. No. Who they thought was a serial murder. He actually is a serial no, murder. You can't do that to him. <laughs> and the last thing that happens, the last thing in the, in the film is that he lifts his shovel up and says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and then kills Kevin. <laughs> and it's a film produced, directed, and entirely funded by Macaulay Culkin. Who ironically had a similar... Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's kind of his way of, of therapy and of, of closure <laughs> of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I must admit, I don't think I'd pay to see either of them. But, <laughs> but, but if, I, if I'm forced to on a podcast, uh, I will go just for the sheer curiosity value uh, for Macaulay Culkin. Lovely. What about, what about you? you, Mother? I think I couldn't watch that after watching Home Alone, so I'd have to go for the Al Pacino one. <laughs> but they like Al Pacino, though, don't you? I like Devil, Al Pacino. Devil possession stuff's a bit... Hey, what, hey, people like be it. better than Macaulay Culkin getting his head caved in, is that what you're It's saying? Halloween, it's coming up isn't it uh, you know I, I might i might you might you might have swayed me i don't know I, I might be swayed to go for that as well i don't know i know stick with your so first I'll, choice. I'll stick with my first choice yeah so, so dad's always been my favorite he chose my one okay. <laughs> I, I, i'm a little bit worried now <laughs> for your for your for your mental state more than anything else. <laughs> You, I blame the parents. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you weren't robbed. You deserve well, to lose that one. Thanks, thanks. You can always rely on your parents to bring you crashing. <laughs> so, back to us. so did we? Uh, did we recover you from Dan? I don't know. I think it's kind of fifty-fifty there, or, isn't it? Are we just just validated that you actually weren't? No, robbed, we chose some of his, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did, and you. Oh, you, yeah. You, you had the final decision. You went for. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose many, but I did choose a few. But you were able to have the so where we differed, you were able to side on the, on one, the winner the for you. rather yeah. than me. Yeah. yeah. So mum can sniff out a a bad idea. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll let you make oh, it. No, that. I I'll just let you make of that what you will. Didn't like those particular Whereas ideas. Whereas, quite obviously, my cultural references have been completely uh, shaded by dad. <laughs> Quantum Leap, Will Ferrell, Jackie Chan, <laughs> Bollywood, home, Bollywood, Home Alone. No, I, oh yeah, no, I wasn't sure about that one. But yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> it would be done in a comic way. I was going to say, I you were say a tasteful <laughs> way. <laughs> Murder and mayhem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, look, I can't have asked for a better special episode for people to keep me company in Sean and Ryan's absence. Um, and you know, even if it means, uh, Christmas may be quiet this year. Um, I'm glad to have spent the last hour or so with you. Yeah. Thanks for, well, you know, it's great. These kind of things are up for discussion all the time. And if you're listening, uh, at home and you want to join in on the discussion, you've got our regular socials of slash dupe at Facebook and also on Twitter and Instagram, um, do feel free to join in on the hashtag Dan was robbed and let us know how you feel. Um, I think I did the socials right, Ryan. Um, 
but it it falls to me to say thank you to my mum Anita. You're welcome. And thank you to my father Colin. Ditto. Um, and I hope you had a decent time filling in. It was uh, it was nice to have you on the podcast. You might have to listen to this episode alone. I think, <laughs> I think we listen to this one. <laughs> Mind you, you know what, we know what happens in the end. Yeah, so. we do. You've worked it, and you know what happens in the other ones now because you know what the winners are. Oh, right, that's uh, true. Yeah. But just so you know, all these winners get put into they've been put into heats, and each each six of them been um, filtered down by an adjudicator. And they've chosen one in each quarter. So we'll have 24 episodes in total. And of those 24, there'll be four winners and then two wild cards. Hopefully one of the Daniels Robs will get in there. And then we're going to get a grand judge at the end who is going to choose the winner of the entire series. And then we're going to make that into a film trailer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's let's not hope let's hope it's not Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yes, let's hope. Yeah. That wasn't the winner. We're all doing we're safe. Although I'm pretty sure if we gave him a call and told him that's what we we're doing, he'd be up for it. Yeah. I'm sure okay. he would. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um it's been an absolute pleasure. And um normal normal service shall resume soon. In the meantime, you've been listening to Slash Tube and I've been Dan. Bye. And cut.